1: everybody, this is Robin and
2: Nicole
1: uh, for another edition of Horror Pop After Midnight. And our guest tonight is writer, director Johnny Kay, who has a short film, The Killer of Grassy Ridge, which has been a big hit at all the independent horror festivals out there. There's a huge buzz for it. Um, how's it going? Hey
0: guys, what's going on? Thanks for having
2: me on. Yeah, no problem. Good to have you.
1: Yeah, let's talk about um, The Killer of Grassy Ridge. Oh man, that that maybe just was like, whoa, especially towards the end. That was a twisted ending.
2: (laughs) I'm afraid to give anything away, but I'll tell you what, it it was a hit in my house. And um, when I got home from work the other day, I told my 15-year-old son, I said, Riley, I want you to sit down and watch this and tell me what you think of it. And he said the same thing I did. He's like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. I was like, I know, right?
0: I love that. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and um, the the, um, the character uh, who you're friends with, he kind of reminds me of Bill Moseley.
0: Yeah, we, we get done a lot. That's, uh, that's actually that's a great place to start because that's, uh, that's my buddy Mike Stumbo. Uh, the role, this is, you know, let's rewind. This is my very first movie. Uh, It's my very first time attempting anything like this. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just kind of got inspired last year by a bunch of different things to get up off my butt and go make a movie. And uh, just kind of as a personal challenge, forget all the, you know, the festival stuff. And I had no idea about any of that. I just wanted to, you know, kind of see if I could do it as a challenge. So um, I had a couple of ideas in mind. And one day my buddy Mike Stumbo changed his uh, profile picture on Facebook. And there was just something about that picture. And he just looked like gritty and ominous Mm -hmm. and it wasn't even like a it wasn't like a professional photographer took it it was just a like a snapshot with a phone like a selfie or something but there's just something about it and I said uh, to my girlfriend I said you know what I'm gonna get Mike Stumbo cast in a horror movie I'm gonna take him out in the woods Mm -hmm. I'm gonna cover him with dirt and I'm gonna hand him an axe and I don't even know what he's gonna do but he's just gonna look great if we just do that we can film him like we can film him doing his laundry or eating like Chinese takeout food. He's just gonna look awesome, <laughs> and uh, that's that's exactly how it started. Was was uh, you know, uh, Mike and that picture of him, and, and I hit him up. I said, "Man, I wanna I wanna get you in a short film. I've never made a movie before, but you know, will you be my guinea pig and see if we can make it happen?" And he was like an hour away from me, and he said, "Yeah, let's do it." So we figured out uh, some days that would work for him, and we and I got him out in the woods and covered him with dirt and handed him an axe. And uh, next thing you know, you know, we're suddenly and film festivals all over the world which was never part of the that was never part of my thinking at all I didn't think you could even do that with the first movie you know and uh, suddenly here we are and it, it came out movie came out in February and uh, it's just kind of taken off after that and you know love to talk about it and love hearing uh, thoughts about it. I love that you're 15 year old uh, thought it was pretty twisted too I appreciate yeah that. <laughs> yeah it
2: was good and I told him I was talking to I was talking to Robin about it and and if it makes sense to you I mean it was a short film and, and it was only eight, nine minutes long. But man, by the time you got done watching it, the turns that you took with it, it just felt like it was going on forever. And just in the eight minutes alone, it had you hooked. And I was telling Robin that if it makes sense saying it, that your use of lighting in it just made the effects and, and you know, made it dramatic in certain ways, you know, when she's standing by by the water and the sun's just hitting her face right, and it it makes you think something different about her. And then turning to him, walking through the woods, um, casting the shadows from the trees and in the wind, and just 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 how you brought the story to play, it it tug at my. It tug at my fears and, and my emotions and um and had me and hooked and it, it just felt like it was going on forever and it was just enough I, I loved it.
0: Oh, I love that! Thank you so much, and thanks for thanks for getting it. Yeah, one of the, uh, you know, when I went into it, there's a couple of shots I knew I I wanted to try in the movie, mm-hmm. and uh, one of them it's called a light bath. You know, where you basically position whoever you're filming between you and a really bright light, such as the sun. And it's typically reserved for, you know, how you would like heroic characters, you know, kind of the hero, uh, the good guy, that type of thing. And I knew, you know, when I went into this, not to get too much into spoilers, but I knew when I went into this, I'm like, I want a light bath shot uh, of Heather, you know, our actress who played, um, uh, um, uh, character in the film i'm like i want her our first shot of her to be that light bath yeah where she just looks kind of angelic and heroic right uh because you, you pretty much hinted at it you know our brains especially if you're a horror movie fan mm-hmm. we come you know pre-wired with all these preconceived notions about what that means and when you can kind of get it to a point where you can you know maybe, maybe uh, flip everything on its side a little bit and start messing with that uh you know hopefully we can we can tug at people's emotions so that's awesome feedback thanks
1: yeah um also before you started filming too um mike didn't know heather until they started filming
0: that's right they had never met until the day we filmed their scenes together
1: It it did pretty good. Um, They had that great chemistry towards one and another, too. You can just feel it on both sides. And, you know, I was all for Heather's character. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, she's this happy-go-girl, you know, enjoying out the woods. And then um, you see Mike, you know, with his, you know, axe. Mm -hmm. And and then he was like, uh, you know, burying. seems like. Bearing his dog, I guess, because he had the picture of the dog, and then when he finally comes up to her, I'm like, "Oh crap, she's a goner!" And then, and then all of a sudden, it just made me hate Heather.
0: <laughs> good. Any any reaction is a good reaction, but yeah, uh, when I was first talking to Heather about the role, like she she because she's not an actor, like neither, neither one of those guys are, are actors. Uh, uh-huh. I wow. think Mike Stumbo did some stuff. Uh, you know, like back in the '90s, he's got a, a twin brother. And I think they used to get the camcorder out and kind of film some, you know, just backyard movies around the house and stuff. But in terms of, you know, actually being in a, in a, part, of produ- a part of a production and being in a film, uh, this is both of their their first rodeos. And, uh, yeah, they, they had never met. And when I approached Heather with it, I said, listen, I got this in mind for you. Man, she spun me around so fast. <laughs> and she said no I mean she doesn't even you know she doesn't care for having her picture taken much less be (laughs) there and she's just like no 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 and uh I kind of had to turn on the charm a little bit and explain a little more about you know what's going on I said no I need you because you can play all sides of this character Mm -hmm. like you're not you're not just one or the other you can kind of stretch this I know you, you can stretch this character and we can see, you know, all sides of her. And then it kind of clicked for her and she said, okay, I I see what you're getting at. Let's go try it basically. And yeah, she and Mike had never met. Um, and she was helping, you know, a small independent film. It's, you know, everybody's wearing five hats, you know, I'm I'm doing the, the production and the directing and the shooting and later the editing. And we've got, uh, you know, a small crew on set doing audio and stuff like that. And, um, as one of heather's several hats she was wearing she was helping do mike's uh, hair and makeup first thing in the morning because we shot most of mike's scenes first and then if you watch the movie again you can you can watch the sunlight because it was quickly disappearing behind us we yeah. shot on like the shortest day of the year but um, she was actually helping do mike's hair and makeup at the beginning of the of the day and that was really their only time they had together because uh, i was out you know digging a hole or doing you know scouting you know, where in the woods, we were going to shoot certain things, so they kind of had that alone time as she was, you know, slathering him with dirt and mud and <laughs> that type of stuff. Uh, they kind of had that time together just to talk through what they were going to do, and that was, yeah, that's the first time they'd ever met, and uh, I don't think that, you know, well, it's the first time their characters meet in the movie, too, uh, but I think, you know, if you watch it, like you said, their chemistry they had together. Uh, both those guys just knocked it out of the park, and, and it exceeded all my expectations. Wow. Yeah.
1: yeah, Heather's yeah. character made me mad, man. She had me all invested in her, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it just like it was like a backwards reversal, like you know, like <laughs> like if the wolf was the victim and Little Red Riding Hood was the bad guy.
0: That's great. I love that.
2: <laughs> so, um, how many hours would you say that? you invested in, in, shooting this film when it comes to a short film?
0: Uh, so sh- yeah, shooting is the easy part. It's everything that comes after that is that's when the hours start going through the roof, you know, cause editing and, and, and promotion and all that, but yeah, shooting it. Um, we had our big day, which was the two actors together. We did all that in one day. Um, and as I mentioned a second ago, when you watch the movie, uh, toward the very end, you can tell that the you know sunlight is getting away from us. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, and to your somebody's question earlier about the lighting or comment, thanks for that. Uh, I went out of my way not to use any artificial lights in this movie at all. Um, one of my favorite movies of the last few years is The Revenant with yeah. Leo DiCaprio, mm-hmm. and then in the horror world, uh, the movie uh, The Witch that came out a few years ago. You know, both of those movies, what they have in common is they didn't use any artificial lights. Um, It was all either firelight, you know, candlelight or uh, just natural sunlight. And uh, for me, it was kind of an artistic decision because I thought it was a cool look. and It was appropriate for the story, but it was also it was also for me. It was just based on a lack of uh, of, you know, it was limitations for gear and limit and resources. I didn't want to be tied to, you know, lugging around a bunch of lights out into the woods. That just seemed kind of disingenuous to me uh, when the lights right there. But like I said, we, we shot on the shortest day of the year. So by the end of it, it was, uh, we were, it was a race against, uh, the sun. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, I've talked too much. What was the question? I got, I got off on a sidetrack. <laughs> no, we were just talking
2: about how long, um, it actually took you oh, right. to make your short film.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, so that day, the big day where we were chasing the sun, uh, that was all shot in one day, uh, both their scenes together. And then about three weeks after that, we actually shot all of Heather's uh, solo scenes in a completely different location. Um, And that's when she was out at the lake. That's the uh, the live bath shot we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. And also when she was kind of looking out over the mountains. Yeah. Um, And then funny story about those mountains. You know, she's never seen those with her own eyes because those mountains are... About 400 miles south before we filmed her scenes, um, and I got those. Uh, it's actually the opening shot of the film uh, with the mountains. That's actually near my hometown in East Tennessee, right on the North Carolina state line. Yeah. Uh, so between and that that actually was filmed, I think, on December 29th. So all told, it was probably four days of shooting. Yeah. Uh, with with only one of those days um, with the two actors together, everything else was solo. And then after that, it was just a, a mad dash to get it all edited together and that's that's when the hours really stacked up was was the edit.
2: Yeah, I told my son when we were after we were done watching it together, um, I told him I said, see, this just goes to show looks can be deceiving and you can take this story in a couple different ways if you wanted to. So it, it's nice to have something that that gets you thinking, especially being at fifteen. He's like, okay so, was he burying a person too, or was he bury, really burying a dog? It really does. I was like, well, you can let your imagination go on that one. You can take it whatever way you really want.
0: Right. Right. It was, it, I can say definitively, it was in my mind anyway. It's awesome if there's other interpretations, but in the director's mind, it was definitely his poor dead dog. I know. That was <laughs> sad. <laughs> I,
1: I thought the same thing too when I watched it because yeah. I watched it twice. And I was like, I wonder what he's really bearing. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of get like that Easter egg. You see that like old faded picture of his dog. Yeah. And I go, it's got to be the dog.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then early on, you know, right. One of the first shots we have of Mike, when he kneels down, you know, that's when he pulls that picture out of his yeah, pocket. We so we, we, we established it early. But a, a real quick funny story about the dog, uh, you know, because of 2020 being what it is, a lot of the film festivals have all gone virtual. Mm-hmm. Uh, or in some cases, they've actually just gone to drive-in theaters, which is awesome. And we were really lucky to uh, get into the Loudoun Arts Film Fest here in uh, Northern Virginia. And they did a drive-in screening of our movie along with a bunch of other great films. Wow. And that was that was actually, aside from just my you know, family and friends, that was the first time I'd actually watched the movie on a big screen with strangers that I didn't know. And uh, there's always a couple reaction shots that I always – Kind of look out for the first is when people first see his Radio Shack radio. Yeah, <laughs> for, some reason, for some reason that just makes people laugh. And the first time I saw the movie in a, in a room full of strangers, uh, or in a room full of other people, I should say, everybody laughed at the Radio Shack radio. And I thought, wow, I didn't expect I didn't expect anybody to laugh at anything in this movie. That's good. And then uh, at the very end, when we were at the drive-through, when we show the or the, sorry, the drive-in theater, when we show the picture of the uh, the dog just all across the drive-in from all the cars and all the people sitting outside you hear everybody go oh yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> good
0: you know we, we, we got him it was pretty cool to hear that reaction from just complete strange that's great
1: <laughs> that's just awesome just to see that your uh, film on a, a big screen like that yeah. I would have been I would have been fanboying and geeking out that's my film
0: yeah, yeah I was a little bit I, I definitely it was a little surreal and I took some pictures of it just kind of Soaked it in a little bit, but it was pretty cool because it's like I said when we, when I first kind of challenged myself to make this, that was never part of the equation. I knew if I made a, a crappy movie, nobody would ever see it because I wouldn't show it to anybody. But you know, when I made something that I was very proud of and got it out there, I was you know claiming victory and calling that a success. But once they kind of got picked up and, and went to the festivals, that was a whole different. You know, ball game that I never expected. So yeah, it's, it was pretty surreal. Yeah.
1: Did you think it was going to get like a big buzz, like how it is right now?
0: No, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, not even, not even. I mean, I'm don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm thrilled that it is, but no, that was never part of the. Uh, that was never part of the equation. And to be honest, I, I don't know that I even really cared. You know, because for me, it was just such a personal challenge, mm-hmm. just to kind of prove to myself that I could. Number one, finish something I start, which I'm not always known to do that. <laughs> uh, so for me, it was just like, you know, it was just more of a challenge to see if I could finish it and actually make something uh, as a film, as a narrative film that I'm, I'm proud of. And as soon as I did that, you know, I was I was happy with it. And then everything after that was really just icing on the cake. And I, I never expected
1: it. Now. You um, are also, you know, a uh, actor as well. You've done a few um, spots. Um, you were recently on uh, The Walking Dead: The World Beyond. What was that like?
0: Yeah, it was cool. It was uh, uh, for those that don't know, they filmed that uh, here in Virginia, uh, mostly around the Richmond area, and this would have been like summer of nineteen uh, last summer, and uh, yeah, basically, uh, I'd done some uh, a little bit of work. Here and there on some film projects in the past, and I guess my name was still in a, a database or something somewhere. But I got a call to uh, you know come out and, and be part of that. And my first question was, well, gee, is it is it like a zombie gig? Because I don't know that I would uh. do that." And and I'm also I'm like I'm like six three two forty, so I'm not really what they look for in a in a zombie character. You know, normally <laughs> they want some of the more you know kind of emaciated and definitely contortionist guys that can you know twist their bodies and stuff into weird shapes but my first thought was wow i don't know if i want to go be a zombie but you know what maybe i would do it because it would be a cool experience and uh it actually ended up being not that um and the episode's out now so i think we can talk about it a little bit but uh yeah the uh i only worked one day on walking dead and uh the episode i was in was actually the pilot and uh i was playing a martial artist I think one of the main characters is a, is a, a martial artist as well, and so they basically just needed you know some background folks with martial arts experience. And I've got that. Um, some folks who are now my friends that I met on that show uh, all have great martial arts backgrounds, and uh, we yeah we got hired to come on and uh, do some stuff uh, in the gym that day, the gymnasium we were shooting in, and uh, it was a incredibly long day. And I also got to say, like that crew worked their their ass off. I don't know if I can say ass, but that crew worked their <laughs> worked their tails off on that show um i think it was the third day of filming and it was a very long day and i don't think we even I think we got there at two or three in the afternoon i don't think we went into work until probably like 10 o'clock at night and then i don't think we wrapped until one or two in the morning and that was on a wednesday oh, and uh that that crew on the third day second or third day of filming that crew was working and um, yeah i only did one day on that show but the best thing that came out of it, I think, is some of the friends I met there, and we still keep in touch. And i was wrangled a couple of them into uh, some future filmmaking projects I have. So that was, uh, that was that was my Walking Dead experience. <laughs>
1: and and then you were in a uh, movie with Ethan Hawke called The Good Lord Bird, and you had a scene with Ethan Hawke. Tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> it,
0: yeah, it's it's actually not a movie. It's actually a miniseries on Showtime, and it just uh, it just premiered three weeks ago and they're doing they're dropping one episode every Sunday night so it's still brand new Mm -hmm. Uh, and I gotta tell you guys forget the fact that I had a a small part in it that show is intense it is fantastic Uh, the first episode is on Amazon Prime so definitely definitely go check it out and then it drops on um, every episode drops on Showtime on Sunday nights Uh, It's Ethan Hawke playing John Brown you know who was an abolitionist um, and basically it's about everything that led up to the, uh, the raid at Harper's Ferry okay. and it is it's not strictly a historical uh, historically accurate period piece there's definitely a, kind of a Tarantino vibe to it okay, and nice. uh, it's, it's based on a book by a guy named James McBride and the book is awesome too but basically it's, it's got some dark comedy elements to it uh, Ethan Hawke this is the role of his life like he is killing it and I'm serious you guys gotta watch the first episode you'll see what I mean uh, Ethan is off the charts good in this. He's got just crazy, crazy passion and energy about this. And I think it's probably uh, probably one of his favorite roles he ever took, I think. But it's amazing. And, uh, yeah, from Walking Dead, um, actually, I think I was on set there, and somebody mentioned that The Good Lord Bird was, was going to be filming across town. And they were basically looking for, you know, some, you know, burly guys who looked period accurate that could come, you know, chop firewood or, yell you know racist things at, 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 at cast members and uh, I thought well you know I'm not particularly racist but you know I can go hang out and see what's going on and <laughs> I I, did. I, I got the uh, I got the opportunity to go work on that show and I worked uh, you know again just background role but I worked on that show man it seems like an eternity I want to say all told it was probably over the course of five or six weeks and uh, it was it was a heck of a lot of fun it was the Virginia heat in the middle of summer you know, probably over hundred degrees some days. We had a snake wrangler on set just to make sure all the copperheads, you know, stayed away from us. And, oh,
2: uh, yeah,
0: yeah. But it Ouch. was it was a, it was mm-hmm. a, yeah it was it was a, yeah and horses everywhere because it's a period piece, you know. So yeah, all the all the horses and goats and, and snakes. But um, yeah, worked a lot on that show. And again, the best thing to come out of that was just you know the networking opportunities and being able to meet a lot of uh, other actors and filmmakers in the Richmond area and again you know i've already casted a lot of these guys we're buddies now so i've already casted a lot of these guys in some future projects and uh, and also you know help them with their projects too and uh yeah the story you're talking about with ethan yeah we were working late one night uh with him and i think this was toward the end of the show and uh yeah i mean he was just doing such a great job keeping the energy high you know in between takes and you know he's got his musket and he's even muskets everywhere and and he's screaming Bible verses, which John Brown was was known to do, and I think John Brown would also, you know, pray five or six hours a day sometimes, and uh, yeah, at one point, you know, I came around the corner, and I've got a a musket kind of leveled toward my head with Ethan Hawke screaming Bible verses at me at at midnight, and I, I just kind of had that thought to myself, you know, this is this is probably not the worst way to spend a friday night i guess it's right. something different anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey at
1: least you gotta have at least you got a little bit of work with ethan a little bit that had to have been kind of great though
0: oh absolutely yeah and he was always around you know most of the scenes i did early on um, you know he wasn't around for just and if you watch the show you'll see why he's uh he's kind of absent there for a bit but he was always on set and he was always there you'd see him you know throughout the day and then you know he would always make sure to come over and talk to talk to people and really really down to earth guy great guy great energy great passion um, and I'll plug it one more time you guys got to see it the good lord bird it's on showtime I think there's only three episodes out right now because it's still a brand new show but I'm telling you it's probably the show it's not horror but it's probably the show of 2020 as far as I'm concerned it's it's nice. off the charts good
1: you were also get, um, getting ready to do another film but uh, COVID uh, stopped production on it so you don't know if it's gonna get out or not
0: uh are you talking about one of my films you mean yes yeah so yeah we looked at the the film i wanted to do this year because i kind of got an idea that maybe if i could crank out one short film a year you know that'd be a great tempo and i'd be proud of that yeah um so i envisioned a project uh that i wanted to shoot this year and it was going to be kind of an homage to the old uh, 80s ninja movies uh you know if you if you ever saw you know Enter the Ninja, Revenge of the Ninja,
1: Ninja Three, American Ninja. Were, yeah, exactly. Like where does it stop, right? And then you know some
0: of the Chuck Norris stuff too. But you know, like that's that's my generation, right? We grew up on all those '80s films. And, oh yeah, uh, the Ninja craze was ridiculous. And uh, because again, I'd met some uh, some pretty great martial artists on the set of uh, <laughs> yeah. Walking Dead. You know, the idea was in the back of my mind. I'm like, you know what? I've made my uh, I've made my serial killer movie. I think I want to make a ninja movie and I wrote this and next thing you know I ended up falling in love with the story because it's not it's not just a ninja movie there's a lot more going on and uh, I fell in love with the story and just really started looking at how we were going to film it this year Uh, long story short COVID happened and I'm like there's just no way you know 90% of the movie was going to be indoors a lot of it was going to be fight scenes a lot of it was going to be big fight scenes with a lot of actors and martial artists you know sharing the same room together being right on top of each other lots of physical contact I mean that in a fighting way and uh, I'm just like you know what that's that's not going to be the movie we make in 2020 we're just not going to do that and um, um, you know my girlfriend and I were talking through an idea and she's like well you know what if we make a movie or what if we come up with an idea that we can specifically shoot under pandemic lockdown restrictions you know let's let's come up with a story where maybe only one actor's on at a time or two actors and we have a skeleton crew. Mm-hmm. We can film it around the house, and um, so long story short, that's the movie we actually did end up making uh, this summer. It's not a horror movie; it's a it's a a Mars uh, Mars based drama. Uh, but we uh, wrapped filming on it three weeks ago. It's called Red Eagle One, and I'm now in the editing process, and I'm hoping to get it out by the end of the year. Uh, that's the movie we ended up shooting in, in 2020, and, and the footage, it, it looks great. I'm, I'm really proud of it. It's, it's a much bigger story than Killer of Grassy Ridge, and it's a heck of a lot of work to edit, but I'm, I'm pretty proud.
2: Great. We'll be looking forward to seeing that then. That's exciting.
1: Um, also, you're coming out with a brand new project too. Do tell.
0: Yeah, back back to the horror this is breaking news this is like you guys are you guys are on the cutting edge of this because this idea is only like three weeks old but um yeah a movie that i'm now looking at making for next year and all these are going to be shorts Uh, i'm looking at doing a hmm, how much do i say how much do i want to (laughs) spoil
2: as much as you call it
0: Let's call it a creature. I'm looking at doing a creature film okay. uh, set in, set in the 1770s on the Virginia frontier.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Basically, and that's just because where I am, I'm you know I live in the Washington D.C. area, and we've got access to a lot of awesome historical sites and mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. And Virginia is just flooded with awesome uh, historical sites. So right now, I'm actually in the process of trying to get my permits and place to shoot uh, some of these awesome locations. A lot of them are uh, historical recreations of buildings that stood. You know, back in the 1770s. Uh, but the idea is, I'm going to have a, you know, a, a kind of a, a creature killer roaming the countryside in those days, and it's obviously being blamed on Native Americans. You know, everything's going to be blamed on, uh, 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 you know, local Native attacks. But as our protagonist looks into it a little more, he finds out that that might not be the case. So, and it will most certainly be a horror movie. <laughs> oh,
2: that sounds really good. Yeah, my my husband's over here. Shaking his head, throwing his hands, because he's full blooded Mohawk Indian, so he's like, mm. of course, <laughs> yeah <laughs> of course, they think it's us. <laughs> yeah, he, uh,
1: yeah. Her husband Pete was giving me that word look going, what?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, okay, okay. So they, you piqued his interest now. <laughs> oh,
0: good, 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 good. Yeah, and, and casting for that, you know, I'm gonna have a lot of fun casting for that too. My the tribe in my story is it's a fictional tribe, honestly, and I'm trying to be you know at least have some sensitivities about some, some stuff but the casting for that i'm gonna to have to reach out to uh you know the reenactor community and, and stuff like that in virginia we had a lot of that there's a lot of you know a lot of native folks still here in virginia luckily so it's a, it's gonna be a good project and it's gonna be filmed mostly outside so hopefully covid will uh you know be a little more relaxed and we can uh, probably shoot that maybe next year i'm hoping
2: Good damn, COVID it's ruining everything for us.
0: That's right, that's right. <laughs> the, world, the, the world changed on us all. It up. did,
2: it did.
1: When you do your uh new upcoming project, you should get Mike in it as well because he can fit right into the period. How he looks,
0: <laughs> he, he's already he's already thrown his name in the hat under that one. But <laughs> <laughs> there as, you go, as much as yeah, as much as I love Mike though, like I also have a thing about I don't know if you guys ever notice when you watch especially old John Carpenter movies, yeah, which I love. I'm a huge Carpenter fan. He's probably, between him and Spielberg, uh, probably the two biggest influences on me, for sure. Uh, but when I watch all these old Carpenter movies, I'm like, he he just, he hires his buddies in every single film. It's like half of, it's the same actors in every film between like, you know, Halloween and The Fog and, uh, you know, Prince of Darkness and all these great old Carpenter movies. It's like, it's always the same faces over and over. And I love those actors. But, you know, I think some of the stuff I'm looking at doing, I kind of like the idea of having fresh faces every time. I don't know that I want to, Mike Stumbo's just got that awesome look. I don't know that I want to have that same awesome look in every movie I make, but I don't know. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll come back and do Killer of Grassy Ridge 9 or something. <laughs> yeah.
2: So you talk about, um, you know, the directors and things that, and, and people that, that you love. So what started your love for what you do right now?
0: you know i think a lot of it i've always had i've always loved movies i've always loved you know the horror genre too but um i've always when i was a kid i would always get obsessed watching uh, remember the show movie magic yep yes you know where it kind of took you behind the scenes and would show you you know how they would really you know do the you know stop motion on empire strikes back or Mm -hmm. you know whatever it was like i i love that i just got addicted to it and even you know, as a nine or 10 year old, I remember having all the behind the scenes books, like how they filmed, uh, I was a little older, but I remember like having the, you know, Batman book, how they filmed Batman and Batman Returns and Jurassic Park. And I just kind of got addicted to how stuff was made. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, life kind of, I never went to film school or anything like that. And, uh, you know, life just kind of gets you going in a different direction. And then last year when I was working on set, talking to all the guys on the set of, you know, walking dead and the good Lord bird. There's a lot of talented, you know, filmmakers and, and actors in that group. And I was just listening to these guys talk about their projects and what they've got going on. And, and that was really inspiring to me was hearing those guys. And one thing that they did mention uh, was something called the 48-Hour Film Project. And I don't know if you guys know about that, but it's a nationwide, it might even be worldwide, uh, it's a, it's a uh, competition where you were assigned a uh, subject for a film on Friday night, and you have two days to film it and edit it. And then you have to turn in a completed short film by Sunday night. And when I first heard that, number one, I thought it was like the craziest thing I'd ever heard because who who could do that? And uh, the more I looked into that, I'm like, that's that's the answer to all my problems because I procrastinate. Oh. I put everything off. <laughs> you
2: got a deadline on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, fact, yeah. If you're telling me I've got 48 hours to make and at the end of that period, I either have a movie or I don't. Like that's challenging. That's interesting. Right. And uh, I was hearing those guys talk about it, and honestly, those conversations are really what inspired me to to try my own hand at this. And like I said before, I didn't, I wasn't going to do like forty eight hours. I wasn't going to you know set that deadline on myself. But I thought maybe I'll give myself two months. I'll give myself sixty days. And at the end of that sixty days, I'll either have a movie or I won't. So I think uh, that conversation about the 48-hour film project and just hearing what some of the guys in Richmond were doing. That's that's really what inspired me last year to, to go ahead and give this a try.
1: And speaking of Carpenter, you had me at Carpenter because I'm a huge John Carpenter <laughs> fan too. And, yeah. I, and also how you like Spielberg. I'm more like a Carpenter-Tarantino fan.
0: <laughs> yeah, Tarantino never got me the same way Spielberg did. But also like, you know, and I, don't, I don't know how old you guys are, I don't want
2: to know, but like, you know, <laughs> E.T., I won't put anybody on the spot, but like,
0: E.T. was the first movie I ever saw in theaters, mm-hmm. and then right after that, you know, here comes all the, uh, you know, I guess Raiders, Raiders came out, but I was yeah. too young, yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark came out, I was too young to see it in the theater, but, you know, catching Temple of Doom, and then, you know, later Close Encounters, and, uh, you know, Last Crusade was in there, and then. Then we get into Jurassic Park and the '90s stuff, but oh, yeah. and then you know that's when I went back and and just really developed that love for Spielberg, and I would start seeing all the, and it's, it's really cliche because Spielberg has inspired every filmmaker on the planet. But, oh hell yeah. You know, yeah! When you go back and look at like Jaws, which is my favorite movie of all time, and, and probably always will be, um, you know, you just go back and look at Jaws and how they made that and, and how hellish it was to to make that movie, and and you know some of the decisions that were made. Like I just. I fell in love with that so you know he's the biggest name in the in the filmmaking world but i got to give you know spielberg the the credit for you know being inspirational for that tarantino never got me as much and i love i love carpenter though because you know john carpenter did so much with so little uh you know they had he had a bigger budget than i did for grassy ridge but you know you look at some of his early films they were doing so much with very very limited resources there's also something about the challenge that's appealing to me too with that
1: so, where can um, everybody find you on social media for your upcoming projects?
0: Yeah, catch us. So, our studio page is called Chaotica Studios, and it's K-A-O-T-I-C-A, and you can catch us uh, there on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, the best place to get me directly is on Twitter, and I'm at that Johnny K guy.
1: Yeah, remember, there's another Johnny K guy on Twitter too. <laughs> yeah,
0: I didn't, I didn't know that until I saw you. You tagged the wrong guy the other day. I hope he's doing well. I don't know him, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think well. he's like, I think he's like that Johnny K guy too, or something. So <laughs> maybe he came after me. I don't know. Yeah,
1: he's Johnny K too, and I kept on thinking it was you. And I go, okay, I tagged him, and then you were hit me back. He's like. I'm not Johnny K too, and I was like, "Oops." And
0: I think he was me a voice actor too. Hey, shout out to shout out to him. We gotta go find him, see what he's
2: doing. Yeah,
1: you should. I think I think he (laughs) is a voice actor. Maybe I don't know, Um, but yeah, you should give him a shout out. I mean, he's another Johnny K. There you
2: go. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh and thank That's you funny. so much for coming on and uh you know talking about the killer of grassy ridge your uh new upcoming horror movie project and all the great stuff you do
0: oh thank you guys it was it was fun i love talking about this stuff and i love uh you know love fellow horror fans too so it's always cool maybe we'll run into you guys at a uh a horror show or a convention. Oh, those, we're those always get
2: there. Yep, as soon as they open them back up, we always complain about it on our show, how much we miss it. But, man, right. I'll tell you what, loved it. I, I loved your short film, and, and so did my son. So, you, you know, you got a couple of fans, and, and we can't wait to see what you have coming out next. We'll look for it.
1: Um, oh, awesome, that's awesome. Awesome. Also, who knows, maybe you'll submit uh, your uh, short film to Whorehound. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I can't remember if we got into that or not. I know we got into uh, Day of the Dead
2: uh, yeah. festival.
0: Okay. I know we, I know we got into that. I, th- I think they were going to screen us in Vegas, maybe because they do those all over the country. I can't remember about Horrorhound though. I don't know if we're either with not heard back yet. I don't remember what the what the status is on that. But I got to go. I'm going to go check on that once we. Yeah, get
2: definitely. Out. I mean, it's a it's a great time, and man, it is always packed and. Uh, we always meet some really great people there. I usually volunteer. So it's always we we look forward to it every year. Oh, that's really cool. Well, everybody, we really appreciate you tuning in tonight. We hope you love this episode. Can't wait to see you guys and let you guys hear what we got going on next week. And remember, kitties, Wolfman's Got Nards. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey that's good I like that And um, everybody else You can follow um, you, you know follow Horror me. Pop After Midnight At Podcast City Network At podcastcity.net. You can also listen to us on Spotify Spreaker iHeartRadio, Radio Apple Podcasts And every platform that Every podcast in the whole world That you can hear us on Pretty much <laughs> Pretty much <laughs> <laughs> And everybody have a great evening Good night